to the Embark Mini Pod, brought to you by Embark Group, as we take a snapshot look at some of the finer topics from across the industry. Now, today we've got James Cannon, who's Regional Sales Director of Embark Pensions, discussing his latest article, Company with Liquidity Issues and Alternative Solution. Well, welcome to the Mini Pod, James. Um, well, I'll start off and say, you outline it for me. What is this potential solution? Hi, thanks for having me on here, Roger. It's good to uh, good to be here and discuss potential solutions like this. It's it's essentially a traditional solution because these these alternative solutions have been knocking about in the industry for over forty years. It's just that potentially the majority, the mainstream uh, financial advisors, don't really touch upon these bespoke products that uh, that offer these solutions. So it is just utilizing. Uh, members own pension wealth to help uh, with uh, with company liquidity issues and it's just finding that financial advisor who has the understanding of these solutions which can start tapping into this market and can be massively beneficial not only for the the member uh, in terms of utilizing their own pension benefit and gaining a decent yield on that pension investment but also helping the uh, the company out in certain times of a crisis shall we say well, let's drill into the detail of this, because it is interesting. I mean, in, what you're talking about in, in one of the options is a sale of property to a, a pension fund. Just, just explain how that works. I mean, on the outside, and I'm coming from the outside on this, it sounds a little unorthodox, but as you say, it's quite normal. Just explain how it works. It works very much as you, you would do as in terms of purchasing an own residential property yourself. Pension schemes can only purchase commercial property. And essentially, that is what they do. They utilise the liquidity, the cash available in a pension scheme, go out there, purchase a commercial property, all at full arm's length basis. So HMRC are quite happy with that. We'll set up a commercial lease, a formal lease in place with the tenant. And essentially, the the, the rental monies that are coming into the pension scheme is just the yield on the investment. So a lot, a lot of clients who actually utilize uh, this solution and start tapping into their own pension wealth to purchase commercial premises find it gives a good seven eight nine even ten percent yield per annum and uh, that is very very competitive especially in a in a marketplace where volatility is around elsewhere yeah a lot of volatility around of course at the moment and it's um, it's exempt from capital gains tax it is that's that's one of the massive benefits of of holding assets such as uh, property in your pension uh, should you come to uh, to get rid of the property you know, down the line, it is CGT free within a pension, so there'll be no capital gains to pay. Another massive benefit, and the, the majority of these uh, these scenarios are, is where the member uh, sells their own company premises to uh, to their pension scheme, and what it does as well, it it, it takes that asset out of uh, company ownership into a pension ownership, which makes it more tax efficient along the way because it's out of the uh, inheritance tax estate once uh, up on death. Uh, and the rental payments are allowable expense and it reduces corporation and tax liability. I mean, you can see the advantages. Really yes. Yeah, it, it, it just drives tax efficiencies across the board. As you mentioned, um, the rental payments are allowable expense. The, the actual rental payments coming into the pension is just yield, so there's no ex additional tax on, on that gain anyway. So it's really, really efficient, and it just helps to drive those efficiencies across the board. And as we all know, with commercial property, it's not a short-term investment. It's a long-term investment, and if you can get decent yields for a long period of time, commercial property prices over the last 20 years have increased. So people are getting good returns from these investments whilst... Um, 
again, essentially having two hats on with their company and member trustee status within their pension in controlling um, the rental going forward and also um, controlling the actual uncontrollable, shall we say, in the, uh, in, in the actual transaction. Yeah, now if I were to come to you, uh, James, and say, look, you know, I mean, I'm a pension fund. I haven't got quite enough cash to buy uh, this, this property outright. There's actually an option of, of the pension borrowing 50% of, of assets from a commercial lender to, to, to get the purchase. Exactly that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of funding options available out there. Obviously, the straightforward option is utilising 100% of the liquidity to purchase 100% of the property. An alternative option is to um, gear up the gear up the pension so you could borrow up to 50% of the uh, SIP or SAS assets to purchase to help purchase with the property. But again, there's other avenues to explore along that way because you could uh, buddy up, shall we say, with another SIP, or you could bring another member into the SAS and actually build a larger pot to purchase a commercial property of. Even conversely, you could just purchase a part share of a property. So if the the actual, um, the overall solution is attractive, there's very, there's numerous funding options available to clients and the advisors out there to to make sure it actually fits with the, uh, with the actual client's requirements and the client's wants. Now, the other interesting thing I thought is that you've got, it doesn't even have to involve property. You can actually have a link through a SAS, a SAS loan back, in fact, is a possibility as well. Yes. Um, as I said from outset, SASs have been around since the since the late eight, uh, late 70s, early 80s. And, and these these solutions are very, very flexible and go hand in hand, especially with, with, with company, usually family operated companies, because the SAS loan back is a very, very flexible tool uh, within the uh, within the SaaS investment structure. Um, what it does allow you to do is essentially just release up to 50% of the SaaS value as a secured loan to the company for them to uh, do as they see fit. But um, there are some caveats that come along with the actual SaaS loan back uh, and, and HMRC reset them uh, in 2006 along with A-Day. So it's now now you are restricted to uh, to have a security. You have to offer first charge security to the pension scheme uh, for the loan back. And it's got to be a maximum term of, of up to five years. Um, and, and the interest rate is, is actually set by the trustees and um, the actual members along the way. So that's one of the key things, because let's be honest, when you're looking at SASs and SAS loan backs, it's usually to entrepreneurs, SMEs, they're the people who like to be in control of all aspects. And if they can have a different hat on in terms of setting a good uh, return for the for the actual SAS in terms of the interest rates set for the SAS loan, whilst not overburdening the company with high interest repayments, it's, it's a win-win situation all around. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose the point with both these things really is you're looking at a situation now where there's a very strong demand for liquidity in the SME market. And, and this is a way of... Of taking some of the uncertainty, some of the the uh, the volatility out of all that, isn't it? It is. It is. The, the, the key thing about all of this 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 um, this article is just trying to 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 labour the point to advisors. There are solutions out there, and as I mentioned earlier on in our, in in our conversation, not a lot of advisors are aware of these uh, flexibilities that are available to uh, to clients through that potential SIP uh, property purchase or a SAS uh, property purchase or a SAS loan back facility. So if we can make more advisors aware of the options available, that is going to be beneficial to, to SMEs out there because, as you said, 
demand for liquidity is very, very high. It's probably at its all-time high over the last 20, 30 years. But due to certain requirements and certain limitations within the marketplace, there is just certain SMEs cannot get access to the liquidity. So rather than jeopardizing the future of the company, there is an alternative to actually to look at their own pension wealth to, to help fund uh, and source uh, that liquidity for their, uh, their company. Well, hopefully, James, you and I have done our bit in making them perhaps aware of that and uh, some of the options that are available. So my grateful thanks to you, James. That's it from EmbarkPod Minipod, brought to you by the Embark Group. If you want to look at that article that we were talking about, you can find it on the Insights page of the embarkgroup.co.uk website and get all the details there. I'm Roger Hearing. Thanks for listening.